Normally, I would say we are live from the Weston Hilton Head Island, but you can't say that because this isn't live. It's recorded. So we are at the Weston Hilton Head Island. We are sitting at the Weston Hilton Head Island. Right. Resort and spa. Uh, We are out here for our second road trip of our relationship. Callie only slept an hour. She drove part of the way, and it was another easy trip. That's right. I'm awesome. Good wife. I didn't sleep the whole trip. And we actually recorded part of the podcast that you're going to hear. Part of this show was us answering your questions in the car. So it'll be live. No, it'll be from in the car. (laughs) You just got to leave out, just mentally delete the word live. On this episode of The Upside. Living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. All right, unfortunately, we got to kick this off with uh, two apologies. The first apology is that there were several people triggered by the dog chewing noises that absolutely hated the episode, but... Because they they had that thing, that miso thing. Yeah. The good news is, is that in a podcast, you can fast forward through what you don't like and then keep listening. So apparently uh, people were, because we got your messages, um, people wanted us to warn them that what was coming up was going to be mouth noises. So they could choose to fast forward. Even though they're adorable dog mouth noises, like doesn't that count for something? That's so cute. There were far more people that loved it than didn't love it. Um, and I had a bunch of messages saying that people were crying on their way to work. La- you mean laughing? <laughs> yeah, or crying, cr- laughing, because it was so cute. Second apology is to everybody who got about 30 emails from us yesterday. That's, yeah. And that's an exaggeration. Some people got three. Some and- people got three. And we're still kind of figuring this out as we go. And I got a very nice message from someone that said, hey, I know you're like figuring things out right now, but I just want to let you know I got three emails, upside emails today. I was like, <laughs> no cussing. Mm. Whoops. <laughs> so um, we're going to fix that. Uh, we just didn't properly merge a couple things that were supposed to be merged. Um, there were people, though, who did not see the upside at all in getting multiple emails. They were, in my opinion, disproportionately enraged at our assault on their inbox. Wait, who was mad? People who emailed in response. Oh, yeah. I, I'm glad that you get the angry emails and not me. Thank you. By the way, for only emailing Jeff with your complaints and not me, so I'm not sad. They're, the thing is, well, whatever. It's They're not even complaints. It's just somebody saying like, hey, um, I think you're going a little overboard on the emails, but Callie takes some of that stuff very uh, very personally. I do. Um, and good news, though, if you ordered a weaponized hamster t-shirt, they have been shipped, and we're starting to get pictures of them arriving. I got mine today. So awesome. Jeff was so excited. I was like, hey, do you want to bring your shirt on the trip? And he looked at me like I just... Asked him if the sky was blue. Yes, of course I do. Where is it? Oh, it's right on the chair behind you. I'm going to wear it proudly all around uh, Hilton Head this this weekend. I haven't, though, thought through or processed 
how I'm going to answer the question, what's weaponized hamster? It's a band. Right. Where are they from? Uh, Callieandchef.com. <laughs> okay. So we're just going to use it as a marketing tool? Yeah. Weaponized hamsters. Is it plural? I always yeah. forget that. Weaponizedhamsters.com. It's still active. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'm probably going to wear it. So uh, if you ordered your weaponized hamster shirt, keep an eye out for it. It's on its way. Um, also exciting, the folks at the Westin heard about our little upside movement and left us something really cool at the front desk. It is a complimentary two-night stay for one of you. Um, and I feel like we should say that we are paying for this vacation. <laughs> like, yeah, no, no, no. This isn't our complimentary we're, trip. We're paying for this vacation. But um, Jeff reached out and said, hey, here's some stuff about our podcast. We'd love to give away a trip, a free trip for our listeners. Um, not a free trip, but a free hotel stay. Uh-huh. Uh, and they said, absolutely. And we got here and there was a, a gift certificate for you here. So we just have to figure out. Um, I honestly didn't know if they were going to say yes or not. So we have to figure out how we give stuff away, but we'll do it in the next few days as we tell you about this resort. But it says, uh, where is it? Two nights stay in an ocean view accommodation room, including tax and resort fee, good through June 1st, 2020. That's a pretty sweet deal. Yeah, so thank you so much to the folks at the Weston Hilton Head Island Resort and Spa. You'll be hearing more about it on the podcast tomorrow and uh, and then in the coming days, and we'll give figure out how to give this away as soon as we figure out how to do giveaways. We are sitting in our hotel room right now, and... Uh Sitting next to me. Oh, God, it's embarrassing. Is a giant pile of road trip snacks. We went overboard. You say we went overboard, but we had about the same amount last time. And by the end of our vacation, they were completely gone. Okay, a couple of things. Cheez-Its, the toasty ones. Callie says she can't taste the difference. For me, toasty Cheez-Its, game changer. Yeah, I just, I can't really taste the difference, but I think Cheez-Its are delicious, so I'm not complaining either way. I will take either one. And we got to, can we talk for a second about the trail mix selection at Target? Target is on point with the trail mix, and the reason we discovered this is we were wandering down the aisles and found a trail mix without raisins, and we both hate raisins. So... Now, when we're at Target, I'm going to say now when we road trip, you know, because we're professional road trippers yeah. now, twice, um, we go down the aisle with all the trail mix, and they have probably, what, 50 different kinds of trail mix? It's an abundance of trail mix. It is, who doesn't love trail mix? It's, it is a it is a, a corn, cornucopia filled with trail mix. Um, I am trying the Buffalo Ranch seasoned trail mix. <laughs> so good. And I am with Old Faithful, the caramel cashew. But they also have like a ton of like apple, cinnamon, fall kind of stuff. And then we got some savory mustard. And then Jeff got me a um, his favorite road trip trip snack from when he was a kid and I've never had it. It's called a whatchamacallit. And I remember my grandmother on my mom's side used to love those candy bars. And I think that's where I learned about them. And then I had to have them every time we would go up to visit my grandmother who lived about an hour away. So um, it's like a Nestle Crunch on steroids. There's so many Rice Krispie things in there. It says peanut flavored. Uh that I don't think maybe I don't know. It's just like it's the perfect 
combination of chocolate, a little bit of caramel, and then the puffy, crunchy rice stuff. So good. I'm super into it. All right. We recorded uh, us answering some questions that you've sent us over the past couple weeks in the car on the way up here. So we are going to include that as part of today's podcast. So enjoy this not live segment from the car. All right. Before we get into uh, answering these messages, would you like to tell everybody what your first surprises were? And would you like to open your next surprise on the road trip? My first surprise, well, surprise, was candy pecans, which I love. And my second one was moon pies. So we seem to be going with a food theme. Do you? Well, no, the ones. A snack theme. The ones yesterday were. Um, were games, toys, or whatever. They were. They okay. were. All right. So do you want to open, it would be number three for this trip? And okay. do you like moon pies? I do like moon pies. Okay, good. Surprise three is macaroons, which are one of my favorite desserts ever. All right. Just full disclosure, um, almost everything here came from... Cracker Barrel, so I don't know how good those macaroons will be because <laughs> they're Cracker Cracker Barrel macaroons. So that it could be, that could be leaving a little bit to be desired. Are you going to say where we are right now? What do you mean? What are we doing right now? Oh, we're driving in the car. Yeah, we're we're literally driving in the car we've passed savannah and we're on our way to hilton head we just entered into south carolina so if we sound a little different right now than we did when we started it's because now we have south carolina accents and not georgia accents the upside is on the road so do you want i have found i found a whole bunch of like random notes from people who listen to the show that I printed out so we could address them and we never have. So do you want to read them and then we will discuss and that could be, that could take up some time, some road trip time. Okay. So we're, oh, oh boy. Um, he just pulled them out of the visor of the car. It drives Callie nuts that I put stuff in the visor. Well, it doesn't drive me nuts. I just find it funny because that seems like such a very adult thing to do. And my dad used to always do that. And he would put mail in the visor and then he would forget about it and pull it down and it would fall on him. And it drives you nuts, too, when stuff falls from the visor under your head. <laughs> doesn't it drive everyone nuts? Mm. All right. Uh, so, yeah. So we'll just read these and then we'll discuss. Okay, are they in an order? Or can no, I read we, whichever ones I want? Nope, no order. They're in there. They've literally come in at random times over the past month, and we just haven't been able to get to them on one of the shows. So, okay, perfect. Um, let me look at them. We're gonna get to them all, so the order I doesn't know. matter. Okay. Um, 
producer Jeff just wanted to comment on something I would love to hear on the upside. Callie talks a lot about how she would not define the two of you as naturally positive. That is something I completely identify with. Hearing the two of you, it is hard to imagine you are being anything but positive. I guess that's where your gratitude journey comes in. So what was the tipping point for the two of you and how did that journey begin? Um, I think that I don't know what the tipping point was, but I think the, the beginning of it for me was the daily gratitude, I think. Yeah, for me, um, that was definitely what officially started it. But I think I, um, learned a lot about myself when I started back in therapy after a really super tough relationship. And I re I was having like a big point in my life where I wanted things tr to dramatically change. And once I learned how to love myself a little more, I wanted to be happier. Um, and that's kind of where it started, but I, it didn't. Was that, was, was that before or after me? That was before you. Oh, okay. <laughs> but when you, but so were you natural when we first met in, 2012-ish, were you naturally more positive then than you were? Like, was there a negative, Callie? It's funny because I, you know the how Facebook tells you your old statuses, like the time hop thing or whatever? Most of my statuses when I was unhappy in my former relationship are super negative. They're all complaining. They're all just has to have a negative tone. Oh, you were one of those people. I you're, was. You're, I pretty much only went on Facebook to complain about whatever. Oh. Um, but I think when you and I started dating, you were in a time of a really good place after like post transition in your life. So I think you encouraged me because you were working on your positive outlook, even before the gratitude. Like I met Jeff probably a month or two months before his triathlon. Um, and like a year after, no, two years after you got divorced and started going to therapy. So I think we were both at the, like had just done a ton of self discovery and yeah. So I think we were, encouraging each other without even knowing it before the gratitude. And for me, um, I think it was like, there was a lot of really cool stuff that happened kind of squished up in a short amount of time that every single thing, like the divorce obviously is a huge one. Um, the triathlon, but even smaller, like subsets of that, like, learning during the divorce process to kind of stand up for myself, mm -hmm. you know, and um, not take on everybody else's burden. Like, and it, it, that part's still a work in progress, but not like be a um, fixer mm -hmm. for everybody else to understand I don't have to do that. Um, even to, like to the point where I, when I said yes to the triathlon and doing it, and then um, at some point... Like the triathlon was in September, I think. Mm -hmm. And at some point, like in April, I hadn't fully started training. And I remember feeling like a sense of responsibility that I had never, like, I think the old negative Jeff would have been like, well, then just blow it off. 
Like, just blow, you don't have to do it. Nobody's holding a gun to your head to do it. Mm-hmm. But I felt like the sense of, so all of those little tiny things, I think, contributed to where I am now. But no, to, to go back to the original question, it's not, I don't have to constantly remind myself to be positive, but I do think I've rewired my brain using the daily gratitude. Oh, 5,000%. I do too. It's funny. The person, when I see those time hop Facebook statuses, I don't even know that person. It's really weird. Will you send some of those to me? I can't believe you were a status complainer. Oh my gosh. All the time. So, so were you the type of person who wrote posts like, um, of course I get on the flight with two crying babies 10 rows behind me. It wasn't that specifically, but stuff like that. Yeah. That's so funny. I know. It's I, so random. I never knew that person. I know. And, and I never knew you're negative, Nelly. Um, but I don't even, do you ever see glimpses of negative Jeff or is he gone forever? Um, did he, did he get shaved? Did that negative guy get shaved off with the goatee? I think he got shaved off with the goatee, but I have been made aware by people who knew you then how different you are now. What do they say? Well, people say that all the time, like our friend George and Janair and um, our friend Natalie. I mean, people just say you used to be so different. Like you're being polite. What do you mean different? No, they just, they, I, when we started dating, uh, the people that I knew in your life that I was, became friends with would always say, oh my gosh, Jeff used to be so different. Like he used to be, you know, I don't know, just different. And you know what is, here's just an interesting observation. Uh, one thing that you can do to be more positive or to force yourself to be more positive is eliminate chronically negative people from your life, which I think, and what made me think of that, Callie, was the fact that when you and I started dating, there were a couple people that we brought into each other's circles that we tolerated for a long time, but then we we were able to realize for the other, like, oh, that person's kind of negative. That person's kind of salty. That person's kind of whatever. Right. And then we, it sounds like we had them killed. And then we had them assassinated. And those people are no longer on earth. And I think that that happens when you start practicing gratitude. I think you'll realize that your tolerance for negative people or people that um, are kind of like conflicting with who you want to be get on your nerves so much um, and you almost don't see it until you start rewiring your brain and then you're like, oh my gosh, this person is so negative and you just stop making time for them. I mean, some of the people that were in our lives at the beginning of our relationship, it's not like we had this huge bad thing. It's just they're not really around anymore. And I think it's worth, there's something to be said about, um, I don't know what, what the phrase is or how it, how it goes, like how the exact phrasing of it is, but there's something to be said for that. If you want to know what you look like, look at the five people closest to you. Like your friends represent, your circle mm -hmm. is a reflection of who you are. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, that that that, that might have been a check right there that's going to get some people to break up with everyone they know. Sorry. So like a decade ago, based on who you were friends with, not everybody, but who is the person that you are, were 10 years ago? What? 
like you said, that if you look around you, oh, yeah. you surround yourself. So who would you say before you kind of started this mind shift like 10 years ago, who do you feel like you were? Like if you were describing the you Jeff have, 10 years ago. Oh, I thought you were saying like identify the negative no, 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 people. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm I'm just like, saying like based on what you know about the people in your life then, like who were you 10 years ago inside? Like people know you from the radio, but... I think I I was pessimistic, but I justified it by saying that I was just keeping it real. Like I was just being realistic, mm -hmm. but I was pessimistic. pessimistic. Like I was very, and um, I was also, and this goes back to the Enneagram tests, you know, where uh, um, we learned that my number six is like very judgy of people until they prove themselves. Mm -hmm. I think my standard of people proving themselves was way higher. Oh, really? Yes. Like you had to really work hard to prove yourself to me. That's interesting. 10 years ago. I wouldn't have known that. Yeah. I think me 10 years ago was like embattled in constant drama, like not earth shattering drama, but like going out all the time. And I mean, part of that was, you know, college and stuff like that. Well, but you were, you were 19. <laughs> I was also in my twenties. Um, but just, yeah, just drama. Like it was more about who you were, who you were seen with and who you were around instead of who they are, I think. So for me, yeah, I just didn't know who I was. So anyways, there's the answer to the question. How do we be positive? We, <laughs> we have our negative friends killed and we shave them off like goatees. <laughs> uh, okay, next question. I would love to know what kind of day-to-day -day automation, technology, motivation, efficiency hacks or habits you both have. How do you make getting your to-do list done easier with the time that you have? Man, I don't have any answers to that question. But I do love a system, so I know exactly what you're asking and why you're asking it. Jeff's entire life revolves around systems. I love a good system and a good routine. And for the podcast, for example, I've got it all set up. Like, I know Callie was looking at me funny a couple months ago. She's like, why are you buying a new laptop? And I go, trust me, it's going to make life easier. And I put the whole system in place. And now we can bang out an episode. It takes me 15 minutes before and 30 minutes after and it's done. Yeah. Because there's a system in place. He also has to like be able to like things have to be written down. Or what do you mean? Like you have to have a to do list or things have to be written down for the show or you're like feel super off balance. Oh, yeah. That's something that I had to learn about myself um because i used to be one of those people who like prided themselves on not having to to have a to-do list like i was like i've got it all in my head stressing what you're gonna stressing about what you're gonna forget get can drive you nuts right it's so, exhausting and i've seen you do it too like you were stressed out a few days ago and you said I've got to, I just got to write down what I need to do. I just have a lot of stuff in my brain and I got to write it down. And my problem is I haven't been able to find one place. Like I've done all the recommended things that people say, like the Evernote and the whatever. And I can't, 
it's too complicated for me. So what I started doing, one, I put everything in my iPhone calendar. Like if it's not in there, I will forget. I will not show up to your birthday. I will not show up for a workout. I will forget that you're coming to my house. Like if it's not in my calendar, it doesn't exist. And it's just the way that I function. So that and what I have done also is I've started making notes in my phone and I've labeled them. Um, like I've made titles for them. So they're not just random notes. Like one of them says podcast ideas. One of them says pocket podcast ideas. One of them says to do list. And right when I think of it, I put it in that note. So I don't have to think about it anymore. The, the notes on my iPhone are driving me so nuts right now because I have one gazillion of them and every one of them doesn't have a headline because it's like, it's just the thought. Yeah, I used to do that. And then it was driving me nuts. And my therapist was like, you really need to like have one place where you brain dump, but make it organized. So, so I took two or three hours one day and I wrote everything like on my computer, like in a Word document. And then I del like I started over and put titles on everything. So I um, so going back to the original question, like productivity hacks, um, don't do something more complicated. Don't overcomplicate something like the notepad on your phone is probably fine, especially if you can manage it the way Callie does, like with the headline and stuff like I've, I did the same thing you did with the Evernote and the Google Notes and all that. It crap. doesn't have to be that complicated. Right. And then um, what else do I have? What other hacks do I have? I have two. Calendars, right? Put everything in the calendar. You said that. I don't have any. I have two. One is do the thing that you're dreading the most first on your to-do list. Eat the frog first. Eat the frog first because otherwise you're going to be dreading it all day. You're going to be thinking about it. It's just like, ugh. So just conquer that first. When you have the most energy, get it over with. Number two is I don't often look at my full to-do list each day I'm like, I'm going to try to accomplish three things today. Like I don't have anything else in the world to do. And it makes things a little bit more manageable for me. And Jeff and I have both been encouraging each other to do that with the podcast of not, okay, yes, we have a lot of like five and 10 year ideas, but what do we need to do today? Okay. One step at a time. Let's break off a little bit at a time, then a little more, then a little more. And that makes it a little more manageable for both of us. And um, I don't know who whose philosophy this is, but uh, it, it's basically that if you're wondering what is most urgent in your life, ask yourself what is going to make a difference like in a week or in a month. You can set the period of time, but just because it's the next thing on your list doesn't mean you have to do it. Right. And so referring to the, the podcast, like we wanted to get this newsletter out and I was super stressed about it. And then all of a sudden, like some weird epiphany thing, I was like, wait a minute. If the newsletter doesn't go out next week, nobody cares. The Nobody's world, dying. Right. It's fine. Yeah. So we're all fine. We're all fine. Okay. Next <laughs> All right. Next question. I really am disappointed in myself, by the way, that I don't have more productivity hacks. I'm really I know you of all people. I think it's I think you don't because there is no perfect system for you. Like Jeff, once he has a perfect system, then something gets added to it or it has to change or something. So Jeff's entire life 
is changing systems. So he can't recommend anything because there's no perfect thing. Maybe that's it. I don't no know. No such thing. Hmm. If so, This is a really random one. If someone has really bad cologne, do you talk to them directly or do you dress it with HR? Oh, a coworker. A coworker. Oh, man. All right. So the cologne means it's a dude. Who is the person concerned about it? A woman or another man? I don't know. I've never had to deal with that before. Oh, you haven't? No, but... What about body odor? Have you ever had body odor in the workplace? No, but ah. I don't really work with many people, to be honest. Like, unless it's Robin and she stinks, I have no, like, <laughs> very little interaction with other human beings at work. Well, but you're around a lot of people. Like, I mean, you don't have to interact, act like... But I'm not them. close enough to anyone for eight hours of the day. I sit alone. Oh. So, yeah, that's not really... Not really... Anything. I... There... I have so many stories, um, uh, interns for morning shows that I've worked on that stink and, and the intern coordinators had to talk to them. I've had, um, a woman who rode her bike from her house to the radio station when it was 90 degrees out and 100% humidity. And then on top of that, so she stunk. And on top of that, she brought an everything bagel in for her lunch. Yikes. And it was so bad in the production studio that she was using that the guy who did mornings at the time went to his car and got his cigars and and smoked a cigar for like five minutes in oh my the production God. studio because it was so bad. And they had to pull her in and talk to her. I think that um, you have to be careful with that because so many things today do our HR issues. Like, I, I feel know. like if you address it with someone directly, yep. you'll probably get sent to HR. Yep. So maybe let the professionals handle it. I hate the fact that I have to agree with that answer. Yeah, I know. But it's the world we live in, I think. So, yeah. Okay. Um, Unless it's a really old person, because sometimes I think old people, like old women don't realize how that they're wearing the entire bottle. Yeah. Like what's the old woman perfume, Estee Lauder? I have no idea. Whatever the old woman perfume is. I, I can smell it right now. Like yes. I can I know exactly what you're talking about, but I don't know what there is what it, it is. It, it it was I could smell it like there was a bubble around my grandmother's bedroom door. I remember <laughs> it of that scent. But I think old women they they're they're old they're olfactory. They're smeller, they're sniffer. They lose the ability to know how much they're putting on. <laughs> uh, okay, next question. Remember the night Lily was being obnoxious and you guys were telling her to go to sleep and lay down, but she persisted more than usual. And the next morning you realized the door to the house was open and she was trying her hardest to protect you guys by getting someone to close it. Um, the Lily did that is so heartwarming and uplifting. If you guys could have other people call or write and share stories of when they thought their pets were being weird jerks for no reason, <laughs> but it turned out they were doing it for awesome, noble, super dog reasons, I would love to hear those stories. I Do you remember that story? Oh, I, I totally remember that because I was so proud of her. Okay. So we, this was probably three or four months ago, if I'm remembering correctly. And it was the middle of the night and Lily was being such a pain in the butt. And we're like, Lily, shut up, go to bed. Like, I think at one point Jeff woke up and yelled at her and she was sitting by her bed, like yipping, like not in pain, but just saying like, wake up, wake up, wake up. Well, I get up to go to work in the morning and our back door is wide open. 
which I think we had, well, I don't think it was work. I think I had just gotten up before you and I'm pretty sure the night before had been like, maybe we had people over or something people or we were like drinking wine and forgot or fell asleep or whatever it is. But she's like, Hey, you guys, seriously, the back door is open and we're all going to die. Like someone needs to wake up and close that door. And she was trying to tell us like a good girl. And we totally blew her off. Well, did we miss something last night then? Because man, Lily last night was such a pest. That's what we call our dogs when they're being annoying. We call them pests. I mean, she was so, like, Callie said she got up three, like. She got Jeff up twice and me up once. And she just comes to the end of the bed and whines. And so usually, it doesn't happen often unless we've left ourselves, you know, vulnerable to an ex murderer. But, like, normally it's because her water bowl is completely dry or she has to go out and go potty but it, i mean it doesn't happen often but when it does happen it's only once a night right it's not persistent and that time it was so i guess if you have stories of your pet that has been you've been writing off but they actually really are seeing something and try to warn you send them our way all we need is one good like lassie style story like you know if, if somebody fell down a well if the house was on fire that's all it would take. That would be that would be an awesome story to share. Good dog. Good dogs. All right. This one is a quote that someone said, um, saw this and thought of you and Callie. And it's by the way, if you're trying if you want to reach out to us, um, we are both obsessed with Instagram. So you can send us a message there. And we also have a contact us page on our website, callieandchef.com. And if you scroll down to the bottom, it says there's a form and you can submit your show ideas. And so many segments that we've done on the show so far um, have been your ideas that we're just delivering. Um, I will tell you, we got our first, because we just announced the website the other day, we got our first comment via that form. Oh, did we? Yeah. What and, was it about? Well, the subject line was, don't show this to Callie. Oh, was it the misspelling on our website or the... Uh, oh. It was somebody who said, and they were joking. They said, don't show this to Callie um, because I know she's sensitive to criticism or something. I am. Uh, but it was somebody who admitted that they had to... Uh, uh, fast forward through the dog chewing segment yeah. because they have that condition. That, this miso. Yeah. And yeah. so she couldn't hear people crushing, crunching. Oh my gosh. So, well. All yeah. right. Hold on. Um, just a small business note. We are in the car right now driving to Hilton Head Island and um, Kelly just pointed at the Tanger outlets. Does that mean you want to stop or were you just pointing them out? No, I was just pointing them out because we were in the, um, we were. Apparently if you're a Georgian. Well, when stop, I was. A, stopping at the Tanger outlets is how you get to Hilton Head Island. When I was a kid, um, when we, before, you know, the internets, um, outlet malls were a huge deal. So when we went on beach vacations, we would always look for the outlet malls and then go like it was a, it was a big deal. And it's something I like to do. And we went to one right before we started recording this. And I was telling Jeff, I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's one closer to Hilton head. Like, I really feel like this is not the one that I'm thinking of. And we just passed one. So I was like, Jeff, look, I was right. It was not crazy, but you got everything you needed at outlet mall. Number one. Well, I don't know. We'll see, but we've <laughs> got five days on here. So, all right. All right. 
so the uh, someone submitted this and said, saw this and thought of you and Callie. And it's a quote. It says, lately, I've been replacing I'm sorry with thank you instead of sorry, I'm late. I'll say thank you for waiting for me instead of sorry for being such a mess. I'll say thank you for loving me and caring about me unconditionally. It has not only shifted the way I think and feel about myself, but has also improved my relationship with others who now get to receive my gratitude instead of my negativity. Does that work in all situations thank you instead of i'm sorry um i think so i well not maybe not all situations like if you really screw up i think that's more of thank you for you know like an inconvenience but if you like super screw up or whatever i think you should say you're sorry but if you are like late for a meeting, thank you for. I guess I could see that. Yeah, right. thank you for. Thank you so much for waiting on me for this meeting. I know there's people who say that you shouldn't say I'm sorry because it's it like loses its luster. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that. To be honest, I think I don't like. Um, one of my coworkers and I talk about this all the time. I don't like the. I'm sorry when you don't have other words. You're like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Or like, instead of excuse me, like, I think we do that too much. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't like, there's kind of a newer, not philosophy out there that you should never, ever apologize. And I don't agree with that at all because I think apologizing to someone makes you a compassionate person. And I think when you've done something wrong, here's my big thing. And this like is at, I was talking, I feel like I say I was talking to my therapist a lot, but I go to therapy a lot. And I was talking to her about boundaries. And she said, something that is really important to you is for people to own either what they've done to other people or own their own actions or whatever. Like that is a value that is important to you in your relationships, which is true. And I think the problem I have with the never apologize thing is sometimes you should apologize when you do something that hurts another person. Without a doubt. Yes. So I don't buy into this, like the never apologize thing, because I think that is a real. Excuse me. (laughs) Road trip snacks. <laughs> um, that, that, by the way, is not going to be funny unless you could just hear the little, the little road buzzer thing that <laughs> on the I side hit. of it. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, I think a compassionate person is somebody that knows how to apologize appropriately. And um, you know, I don't think that you should over apologize or do it all the time. But when you hurt another person, I think that you should apologize, and I think you should hold yourself accountable for your actions. Based on what what that message just said, uh, had I had the thank you instead of I'm sorry thing, and that was a real fart, I would have said, thank you for allowing me to bless you in this closed car. <laughs> you with- are the weirdest person ever. Thank you for listening to The Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. Would that be considered our first remote broadcast? Oh, that's that is what we could call it. That was our first remote broadcast <laughs> from our car. I almost said live from our car. Not live. You can't say live. live. We should just say not live from our car. Not live. Dead. What if we say dead from our car? No. no. That doesn't. No. 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 All right. Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow. Dang. 
Old habits die hard. On the next episode of The Upside. We'll have more from the Weston Hilton Head Island Resort and Spa. Please follow us on Instagram because we'll be sharing a ton of pictures. You can see what you might win. Yeah. Thank you so much. Once again, we have a two-night stay to give away from the folks here at the Weston. So thank you to them. And we're going to be sharing audio from my best friend's first comedy stand-up comedy routine ever and let me just say i was so nervous for her because i was just you know i I didn't know if it was gonna be awkward she freaking killed it and she's gonna stick with it i think and she's gonna stay i mean it was the most natural thing in the world and she's hilarious and we were like crying we were laughing so hard and jeff was like Oh my gosh, she's fantastic. So we'll let's pull a little clip of that and share that with you on the next episode of The Upside, not live from the Weston Hilton Head Island Resort and Spa. But also not dead. <laughs> <laughs>